the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's an honor. Today is Thursday, September the 17th, 2020, in the year of our Lord. Today on September 17, 1787, the Constitution of the United States was completed, was signed by a majority of the delegates attending the Constitutional Convention in Philadelphia. The world would come to know the greatest document that man, man, not God, has ever created, the Constitution of the United States. Today in 1796, President George Washington delivered his farewell address to Congress. Today in 1862, 26,293 casualties occurred in the Civil War battle at Antietam in Maryland. It is said that was the bloodiest day in U.S. history. Today in 1908, Lieutenant Thomas Selfridge, he was with the U.S. Army Signal Corps, he became the first person to die in a crash of a powered aircraft, first guy to die in an airplane crash. He was flying in the Wright Flyer, as in the Wright Brothers. It happened at Fort Myer, Virginia, just outside Washington, D.C. First air crash tragedy or death. Today in 1937, the likeness, the face of, President Abraham Lincoln's head was dedicated at Mount Rushmore, the Mount Rushmore that some in America would like to tear down. They'd like to blow it up and let it, as one terrorist wannabe said recently when President Trump visited the Mount Rushmore, one of them said to the media, they would like to blow it all up and watch it tumble to the bottom of the hill. Today, in 1939, the Soviet Union invaded Poland during World War II, more than two weeks after Nazi Germany had launched its assault. Today, in 1987, in the city of Philadelphia, the birthplace of the U.S. Constitution, they threw a big party to celebrate the 200th anniversary. Guess who was there to speak? None other than President Ronald Reagan. He said the framing of the Constitution is a milestone. He said, quote, that would profoundly and forever alter not just these United States, but the world. He was right. It has, and it will, as long as it stands and America stays true to the Constitution of the United States and true to the God who gave it to those who met today in 1787 and put their signatures on it. Today in 2011, the demonstration calling itself Occupy Wall Street. Remember that? It began in New York. It created people watched the news, and they went out and did likewise. It started, prompted other protests around the United States and around the world. The slogan was born out of that. We are the 99%. Remember they said the 1% gets all the money and the 99% don't? Well, we are the 99%. That was given birth today on Occupy Wall Street. 
police have arrested a, a man who is suspected. I mean, they have it on video. But the guy went into a, a church, a Catholic church in El Paso, and beheaded Jesus. There's a big statue. There was in there. It's been there for a long time. The suspect is 30-year-old Isaiah Cantrell. I haven't seen a picture of him. I don't know what his ethnicity is, but that's his name. And the statue had been there for 90 years. It's Jesus with his arms extended in a welcoming kind of a pose. And this Cantrell told the police when they arrested him and they booked him, and they asked him why he did that, and he said, because his skin color is, is wrong. It's, it's different. And he said, I, I can't stand to see a Jesus who looks white. He said Jesus was Jewish. He should be dark-skinned. So they cut his head off in this statue, 90-year-old statue. He came in there during the day the church was open for people to come in and have private prayer he, he was in there about 10 a.m in the morning walked up there and just had a some kind of a device and he just whacked the head off the off the statue that's kind of the world we live in today you never know what to expect i've talked a little bit about the antifa people in regards to some of the fires out here in the west and uh, not everybody agrees with me on that i'm not I'm not trying to make a point out of it or, or a crusade. I'm just saying the news media is very misleading. For the most part, I think it's calculated. In fact, I know it is. There are some where they're just, they just misspeak or whatever. I mean, everybody who's human misspeaks from time to time if they're talking. But for the most part, it's very calculated. And it's interesting how they mislead. But I mentioned that they're, they keep arresting people in Washington, Oregon, and California in regards to starting fires during this horrible fire event that we've been going through here for a long time. And the smoke lingers, doesn't it? But um, <laughs> there's been a real pushback by the, by the press and even on toward us in some cases. But it is true that they are arresting people. The Washington State Patrol arrested a guy in, down by Sumner, south of Tacoma somewhere. And, and uh, there were other, others that I've mentioned on this program, and in, uh, same in Oregon and same in California. And some of them are just people who are maybe, you know, have some mental issues. I, I, don't, I don't know all of them. I haven't profiled them, nor do I intend to. But I'm just saying there's people out there lighting fires. Well, one of the listeners to this program in uh, Spokane, sent to our office and to me uh, a copy of Antifa on, um, I think it was either Facebook or Instagram, or maybe it was Twitter, Twitter, I think. They sent a copy of some Antifa people in Scarsdale, New York, that were posting the fact on their social media that they're working with and coordinating with people out here in, I think they mentioned Oregon, uh, to light fires. Well, are they really doing that or are they just claiming to? I don't know, but I'm just saying there's a story there that the press, they refuse to touch that. And as lately as yesterday, I saw local guys on local news 
outlets standing up there and the most intense thing they said all day was, I want to reassure you to the press. I want to reassure you that these fires are not being started by any organized groups. There is no involvement with Antifa and Black Lives Matter and on and on and on. Why are they, I mean, why are they so intent on not just being open about it and saying, we don't know for sure, or we do know for sure, and we don't want to tell you or whatever? I don't know. We live. It's hard to get to the truth today, isn't it? It's so clouded and veiled and it's multi-layered and it's convoluted. It really is. This week, just an example, CBS News was reporting on Joe Biden finally left his basement. He went out to uh, have a meeting in Florida with the Latino population because it's becoming very apparent that they are really moving toward Donald Trump. I mean, a lot of them. And they're saying, hey, yeah, we're all in on the progressive stuff and all that. But this guy, Trump, is giving us, you know, um, jobs and he's helping us. And, you know, it's measurable. And so, I mean, it's really happening. So Biden comes out of his bunker, as they say, and he goes to Florida. Well, CBS covered it, of course. And in their coverage, and I have it in my hand, I'm looking at it. In their coverage, they are showing, they are saying, emblazoned across the chyron, the bottom of the screen there, Biden pitches crucial Latino voters during Florida campaign stop. Above that line, which is like a headline in a newspaper, above that is a picture of this large room jammed with people many of them with their iPhones in the air taking pictures of the person who is up front, whom you can't see. It just shows the crowd. The picture that they put on Biden's headline is a picture of when Donald Trump met with the Latinos about a couple of weeks ago. And not in Florida. He's met with them there, but not in Florida. But in a different place, in Phoenix. And people have noticed it and said, hey, I was there. That isn't Biden in Florida. That's us in Phoenix. In fact, if you look closely at the picture, there's one guy there you can read his cap. And it says, I, and then a heart, Trump. And yet CBS puts it up. They didn't say, they didn't say that it was Biden's rally. They just said, Biden pitches crucial Latino voters during Florida campaign stop with a big picture above it with this room just crowded with Latinos. They're excited. Some of them are clapping. As I said, they have their cameras in the air, their iPhone taking pictures. And there's one guy there with, I mean, it's unbelievable. And they're not, I mean, they haven't even retracted it. It's still out there as of this morning. Brad Praskell, he's with the Trump campaign. He just went off today. I mean, like he was angry about it. Well, he should be. It's unbelievable. What really happened with the Biden uh, meeting, he did have one, but he, he was two hours late. It was supposed to start at, like, I think it was 6.30, and by 8 o'clock, 
he hadn't arrived. It was minutes after 15, 10, 20, I don't know, whatever, after 8 before he even arrived for his event. And I saw pictures of it. I've looked at them this morning. And there were five people there, five. They said there were some others that came, had come and then left when he didn't show up. So let's say there were three times that many. That's how the public is misled. And yet CBS, you could not, I mean, you could say what I've just said, but you couldn't, I mean, you can't take action. They didn't say that the group that they pictured above the Biden story was Biden's crowd. But all of us ordinary folks out here who have other things to do and we have a life and we go to work and we do the stuff we do, we glance at something like that and we see the headline, Biden meets with Latinos. We see this room packed with Latinos and they're really excited. And we say, wow, they're really supporting him. And they didn't show up for his meeting in a different state. <laughs> That's how misled people are today by the press and it's very deliberate. And it's happening again and again and again, particularly as related to this election that's upcoming, but even other social and moral issues. I have never, I've been in and around the media my whole life as a pastor. I've just been there. I've, I've recognized early on when I was a kid, really, I mean, young man feeling called to the ministry in the Yakima Valley. I recognized the, I recognized the power of the media radio, television, as it's developed over the years, it's even become more so. And I've always been around it. And we've had years of a daily TV show and, and all of this uh, from a CBS affiliate. And I, I have never seen the blatant just disregard for any semblance of truth that I see today. And I've been around a while. I'm over 40 now. So it's amazing. And it's a time when we need to be discerning. We need to be informed. I thank you for your support because that's what we're trying to do here. We're tr yes, I am biased. <laughs> I have a reason for being on the media. And um, it's not to talk about the news. It's to talk about the news in regards to the Bible, biblical truth, and what's going on in our culture today. And I want to thank all of you who help us do this because we would not be able to do it without you. Thank you for your support. If you don't support us, but you feel like what we're doing is worthwhile, please do. We need your help. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Or you can go to our website, faithandfreedom.us, and you can donate online there. It's very easy. You'll see a Donate tab, and you just click it and, and go from there. The Bible says, the Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 9, he will keep the feet of his saints, and the wicked shall be silent in darkness. For by strength shall no man prevail. It is written in the Bible in a different place. It is not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Psalm 61 reflects that. For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from my enemy. Every person that has ever lived has enemies because the ultimate enemy seeks to destroy, to deceive, to devour, to mislead. It is Satan himself. 
Peter wrote in 1 Peter chapter 3, For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. That's where we are today in our culture. But I want to tell you that God is with you. And as we look at things that are happening in our culture today, there is no reason for hysteria and fear. And I know it can drive you to that, and it has driven many. I mean, suicides are up. There's many, many people that are suffering from emotional, really, collapses. But for the Christian, it's to recognize that the God of all gods, the great I Am, Almighty God Himself, is overseeing your life. The steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord, and God leads us along, sometimes through difficulties, sometimes through great challenges. But it isn't that God isn't faithful. God is faithful. And he's faithful during those times. And this is a time of great confusion. And it's easy to be misled. We want to be very, very careful about what we integrate into our thought process as far as being accurate or true. We've got to look at everything through the lens of God's word, the Bible. All this other stuff is going to go away like paper in a fire. But the Bible, the Word of God, will never pass away. So we've got to look at everything through the lens of God's Word. And we can take two courses. We can either kind of withdraw into a cave somewhere and sort of try to close ourselves off and, you know, survive to the end, whatever the end is. Or we can go out into the world and be in the world but not of the world. Not only in our behavior but in our thinking. Be not conformed to the world, but we can be transformed by the renewing of our mind and be in the world, but not of the world. And we can know what's going on, and that's what God wants for his people. He wants us to be informed. We saw saw an article yesterday I want to talk to you a little bit about today. This Chinese doctor, she's uh, escaped or left Hong Kong. She was there. She's a a virologist. And... um, her name is Dr. Li Min Yan, and uh, she's come forward with quite a bit of really some very uh, critical information, if it's true, and it seems like it is. I want to just talk to you for a moment about it. Tucker Carlson at Fox is on it and uh, others, and I, I'm watching Fox less and less all the time, but there are people there that I, I do have a lot of trust in in their reporting. I mean, not that they couldn't be wrong, but they're – they're really up front, and I think Tucker Carlson is one of them. Uh, I think Sean Hannity is. His style is different, of course. I think Laura Ingram is. Uh, there are a few on Fox that I still have confidence in, and I try to listen to as often as I can. But for the most part, I'm not watching Fox or listening to them and watching them on the Fox News Channel nearly as much as I was in the past because they have they have moved maybe, I don't know if toward the left, but they've moved toward the center for sure. And I know they're trying to reach a broader audience and blah, blah, blah. But what they are forgetting or failing to recognize is the fact that Fox News is an enormously successful operation. And it was built on the backs of people who are truly conservative, for the most part, biblical Christians. And there are tens of millions of us. And I think they better be careful because they've been doing some things recently that has <clears throat> offended not just guys like me out here. I mean, I probably don't even register in, on their matrix, but 
<clears throat> people with a lot of influence, <clears throat> they're starting to say, excuse me, they're starting to say, yeah, Fox said that, but I don't, I mean, who can trust Fox anymore? I've heard that comment from some well-known people recently who are conservatives. So you just want to be careful with that. But Tucker Carlson interviewed this person, and I want to talk to you a little bit about it because it's interesting. The New York Post is is probably moderate. They're not far left like the New York Times, but the New York Post read a story on it as well. So this doctor, she has come out of, uh, she was in a, in a lab in, uh, in Hong Kong, and a virologist, and she's emerged, she's alleging that she has firsthand knowledge that the coronavirus is man-made, manufactured in a lab. It was purposely re- released to the public. <clears throat> she said it's not a virus from the Wuhan wet meat market, as the world was told. She said, and she called this as the quote, a smokescreen. Dr. Yan <clears throat> says that uh, this is China's Frankenstein monster. That's the word she used. They created it, and now it's about to devour them. The New York Post says the Chinese virologist, who has reportedly been hiding over fear for her safety, has stepped out into the public eye again to make the explosive claim that she has scientific evidence to prove that COVID-19 was human-made in a lab in China. Dr. Yan says that she was did some of the earliest research into the virus, and she claims it comes from the lab, the lab in Wuhan, and the lab is controlled by China's communist government. It's one of the leading and one of the premier labs in the country. She says she's gathered her intelligence from her own research, others' research, and connections she has to other doctors in China who are afraid to speak out because of the you know, there'll be a a response to them. She says her former supervisors at the Hong Kong School of Public Health, reference lab for the World Health Organization, they silenced her when she started asking questions, sounding the alarm and saying, wait a minute, what the the media, what the government, what the communist government is saying is not true. In April, Dr. Yan says she fled Hong Kong and escaped to America to raise awareness about the pandemic. As I said, she was on Tucker Carlson this week, and she was talking about some of this stuff. And Tucker asked her the question. He said, are you saying the Chinese government manufactured this virus? She said, yes, exactly. Based on the virus genome, it's basically like our fingerprints, so you can see very unusual characters in the genome, which clearly, based on the other evidence that the left, uh, they, that they left during the modification, you can see that this comes from their own special bat the bird, bat, uh, coronavirus. When asked why nobody is saying this, and Tucker grilled her on this quite a bit, why nobody is saying this if it's true, she said the truth has been suppressed because of China's influence over the scientific community and the power of the Communist Party, the CCP. She said they don't want people to know the truth. Well, I can believe that. Carlson said, do you believe that the Chinese government released this intentionally on purpose? Did they do this? She said, yes, of course it was intentionally. She said the Chinese government is fabricating evidence about the origin of the virus, censoring truth and making whistleblowers like her disappear. Well, there has been some of that, and some of that has been verified. One of the guys, one of the doctors in Wuhan, was trying to tell people what basically what she's saying, and all of a sudden he just died. He was like 39 years old or something. They said he died from the virus, just like suddenly. 
Other labs located in the United States and Europe have found, said they don't haven't found any evidence to this and it's not something we should talk about. And so they've moved on to other things. They refuse to talk about it. She says she has a report coming out and we'll see about that report. But I just wanted to make you aware of that today because there's always people disappearing in communist regimes. Socialist always goes toward communist. Paul Kingor, he's a professor of political science at Grove City College in Grove City, Pennsylvania. He's a prolific speaker and writer and a true conservative, a good guy, a Christian guy, I'm sure. He published a, a book just, I think it came out this week, within the last two weeks. It's called The Devil and Karl Marx. It's a careful look at the diabolical side of Karl Marx, which drives a lot of what we're seeing in our culture. The promotion for the book says decades after the publication of the Black Book of Communism, that was one that was published some years ago, with all the, with all the facts about communism and how many people's lives have been snuffed out as a result of Marxism, which is leads to communism. And um, it says that uh, even before Karl Marx penned his Communist Manifesto, far too many people separate Marx, the man, from the evils wrought by his oppressive ideology and the theory that bears his name. And they go into quite a detail. Then the book is a detailed account of how Marxism, how Karl Marx is revered by a lot of people, including people in our culture today, some of whom are vying for some of the highest offices in the land. I don't mean Joe Biden. I don't I don't know if he knows, I mean, even who Karl Marx is at this point. But people around him do, and they, they've really bought into his his whole social, you know, manifesto. But Karl Marx wrote an interesting poem that I, I just want to leave this with you today. Before he ever wrote the, the manifesto that he's so famous for and so many people have been influenced by, including people in our government today, he said this in this poem. He wrote it in 1837, which puts it before his manifesto. He said, on a quote, I'm quoting the poem, he said, thus heaven I forfeited, I know it full well. My soul, once true to God, is chosen for hell. That was kind of the launch of a man who would fundamentally impact the world with his ideology. At least 100 million people died in the 20th century as a result of his beliefs imposed on others. No other theory in all of history has led to the deaths that Marxism has caused. Dr. Walter Williams, I don't have time to talk about it today, but he's a professor of economics. At George, he's a black professor, fabulous guy. I love what he writes. George Mason University, he says, Many Americans, particularly our youth, have fallen for the seductive siren song of socialism taught by the academic elite. And I want to tell you that's what's going on in our culture in this election right now. They are pushing this as something very different than it is. And should this election go to the Democrats, to the left, I will tell you, the leftists, the socialists, the progressives today, they bristle if you say, well, you're just like the Nazis, and, you, and, and you're castigated if you say it. But I will tell you that you don't have to be in favor of death camps if you want to believe in the primacy of the state over the individual rights. And that's where we are today. That's what this battle is about. And it is ultimately 
a spiritual battle. We'll continue our conversation right here tomorrow. Thank you so much for being with me. I'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow.